0: Good evening, saints. Tonight's date is March 6, 2019. The title of this message is, Sons Don't Lose. Amen. No, they don't. Our goal, our aim, our mission for is for every man, every woman, and every child in this room to understand who they are in Christ, what their status is before the Heavenly Father, and how it is that we obtain victory. We obtain victory through the generations, through sons and daughters of the... Our mighty king being born again in the families and the house that they are called to. These little ones who are sitting on the front row. We're not praying because it's a cursory prayer. We're praying because there are very hope and salvation. Can you feel some Holy Ghost defiance rising in this room? Come on. Did some of you get to the throne of God during worship? Yes. See, we've all been fighting and we've been at war. Some of you walked in here dragging like you've been beaten with a baseball bat. You're going to walk out like sons of God. Do you hear me? Yes. We're going to win tonight. We're not going to lose.
1: You guys excited to hear about victory? Yeah, me too. Let's start with Genesis 49 verses 8 through 12. Judah, your brothers will praise you. Your hand will be on the necks of your enemies. Come on. Who wants their hand on the neck of their enemy? I do. Come on. Who wants to choke him out? Who wants to see the life leave his body? Yeah. Yeah. You want to kill him? That's what the prophecy is for a son of God. That's what you are. This is where you stand now. Sons of God, sons of this lion of the tribe of Judah, but it doesn't stop there. You are a lion's cub, O Judah. You return from the prey, my son. Like a lion, he crouches and lies down. Like a lioness, who dares to rouse him? The scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until it comes to whom it belongs. See, Judah was a lion. He was slaying his enemies. People were terrified to rouse him. But it wasn't just about him. It was about the one that was going to come after him. He was representing someone that was going to be even greater than him. And the obedience of the nations will be his. He will tether his donkey to a vine, his colt to the choicest branch. He will wash his garments in wine, his robes in the blood of grapes. His eyes will be darker than wine, his teeth whiter than milk. The point of this is someone that was going to come after him and be even greater. He wouldn't just have the ruler's scepter, but the obedience of the nations would be his. Wouldn't be just his brothers bowing down to him, but it would be all of the world.
0: Come on, let's take a look at the man who fulfills this prophecy. Turn to Matthew 10, verse 24 with me. Say there when you're there. A student is not above his teacher, nor a servant above his master. Is it enough for a student to be like his teacher and the servant like his master? If the head of the house has been called Beelzebub, how much more the members of his household? This is that lion that was spoken of in Genesis 49. Yeah. This is that descendant that was spoken of. And we are members of his household. In this passage... It describes how we are going to become like our teacher, like our master. And if these things happen to him, how much more so those who are a part of God's household. Are you a part of his household tonight? Tonight we are going to remind ourselves of who we are a part of, what house we are from, whose son we are. It is not the will of God that we drag around as if we are men who are from a defeated tribe, who are from a broken (laughs) people, destitute without salvation. We are people of the living God who are strengthened, who have salvation, who have a fierce lion as our father. We are going to be the household of God in our actions, our emotions, our thoughts, and in the spirit this evening. Luke
1: chapter 6, verse 40. A student is not above his teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like his teacher. Y'all say fully trained with me. Fully Fully trained. Fully trained will be like his teacher. That means we're going to be like him in being called Beelzebub. We're going to be like him in being crucified. And we're going to be like him and we're going to win with every step. Amen. We're not being pushed back. We're not letting up. We're not shutting up because we are sons of the living God in the house of God. Come on. Are we in the house of God tonight? Yes. Are we his house? Yes. Then we are going to be like our teacher. A son is someone who is like his teacher. It's bar in Hebrew. A Hashem is a name. It's a character. It's a body. It's a reputation. It's the works of the man. And we are called to follow in the way of the son of God, to be like him, to be his son, and to carry his name, the name of
0: his house. Come on. Do we have some Max class students in the room? Yes. Got a few. One, two, three. A few of you back. Ah, there are the rest of your hands. Just like Apelles. We're going to be tested and approved. Yes. To be like a you must be tested. We cannot be sons of of God. We cannot be like our master without going through testing. We're going to learn to take adversity and look at it as affirmation. As the fact that God sees fit to test us because we are his son. And with his help, with his spirit, with his power, we will be proven, approved in his sight today. Do you remember Psalm 127 from Sunday? Yes. Everybody familiar with this? You remember Justin and Pastor Eric's word? We're going to look at a couple other aspects of this passage today. Turn to Psalm 127 with me. JJ's there. There, there, there. there in the back. There, there in the us. middle. There, there, there. Start in verse 1. There. Unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labor in vain. Come on, the house that we have been born to is an indestructible one, an everlasting one. Yeah, Unless the Lord is building the house, it is in vain. But the opposite of this is true as well. When the house that we are building and our families and our callings and the partnerships that we are building with other families in this church is built by the hand of God, then it's indestructible. Then it's everlasting. Then you have reason for confidence. Say everlasting with me. Say indestructible. Indestructible. So I don't care how you felt two hours ago. Your life is indestructible. Your calling is indestructible. Yeah, it is. Sons don't lose.
1: Sons don't lose. Let's continue on in verse two. In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. Everybody say victory. Victory. Victory comes from the Lord and he lays out the battle plan. He's going to lay it out for us in the next few verses. Victory is coming from the Lord.
0: Sons are a heritage from the Lord. Children are reward from him like arrows in the hand of a warrior or sons born in one's youth. Blessed is the quiver is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their enemies in the gate. The answer to sin, the answer to same on the creation has always been a son. It's been the sons that God grants you and blesses you with that come from your own body and the son that the king of kings would give. A son has always been the answer. It has always been the defining arrow of victory. It has been what the creation has been waiting for in eager expectation is that the sons of God might be revealed. Are sons of God in this room being revealed tonight? Yes. You're going to come out of your shell? Yes. You're going to live? Yes.
1: Yes. A son whose house we have been born to and that we must be fully trained by. We're not just in any house. We're in Jesus' house. We're in God's house. We must be fully trained by this house. This house carries a name. It carries a reputation, y'all. And it doesn't lose. It's sons don't lose. This house doesn't lose.
0: Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of sons. See, an interesting thing happens when we begin to act like our father, when we become like that son, the son of David, the son that was prophesied about Judah, we begin to make more. And that is the house that you are a part of. That house that is LCM, that is the pastoral ship here, they are making more sons in the same image that their father has made them into. Blessed is the man who learns to replicate sons. Whether you're producing them from your natural body, whether it's spiritual sons that you've seen born again and changed or men that you're helping advance them in their calling. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. You will not be ashamed when you contend with your enemy at the gate. All of you have had fathers, but not all of you have had a father. Every one of you was born to someone, but not every one of you had a father in the image of the father. The degree to which we embrace the identity of our house is the determining factor of our ability to produce sons that are arrows. See, we all have the ability to produce children, to produce offspring. But what the Bible is calling for is something far more than somebody who's just genetically related to you. What your sons and daughters, what your disciples should look like are arrows in the hand of a warrior. You're placing them in the hands of your mighty king and he places them back in your hands. And what it does is it brings about the defeat of the enemy. Those arrows are our victory. That's what it comes down to is whatever we have done in this life, whether we had dreams of grandeur and it didn't quite work out like we thought when you die, what will be remembered is what you launched from your body. So where are you at right now? What is it that you are working to launch? Do you have a brother that you can help encourage? Do you can help strengthen in their calling? Do you have a son or a daughter that you can invest in? What will be remembered in the victory that comes is through the generations, not just one man's lifetime. What do sons look like? What does the son of the house look like to you?
1: Well, sons do go to war. Proverbs 28, the wicked flees, though no one pursues, but the righteous, yeah, they're bold as
0: lions. Uh, I suppose sons don't stay on the rooftop. 2 Samuel 11 says, at the time when the kings go off to war, David sent Joab out, the king's men, and the whole Israelite army. I guess we know how that ended up.
1: You know, sons do defend the house. Psalms 127, they will not be put to shame when they contend with the enemy in the city gate. You want to see a couple of sons rise up? Come kick down their door. Come into their house, see what happens. This is the sons. We defend our house.
0: Come on, how do you respond when your body is attacked? When you hear about another brother's trouble, when you hear about Carlos in the hospital with his children, how do you respond to it? Do you defend your house, saints? Sons, do not shrink back in shame. Matthew 10, whoever acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge him before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before men, I will disown him before my Father in heaven.
1: Sons do save the weak from the strong. See, Pastor Wade has always had this quote. Son, you were made strong to protect those who aren't. We are the sons of God. Who's stronger? If someone's going to save them, it's going to be us. No one else is looking for them. Because we are the sons of God. We do save the weak from the
0: strong. Amen. Amen. Sons, don't overlook the suffering of the weak. Matthew 25, verse 44. They also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger, or needing clothes, or sick, or in prison, and did not help you? He will reply, I tell you the truth. Whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me.
1: Sons do annihilate shame. Amen. Yeah. Second Samuel 9. I will surely show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. I will restore to you all the land that belonged to your grandfather, Saul, and you will always eat at my table. Y'all know Mephibosheth's name means exterminator of shame, but come on, what did David do here? He exterminated some shame. As a son of God, he removed generations of curses, generations of sin in a single moment, and now Mephibosheth sits sits and eats at his table.
0: Sons of God do not love sin. Sons of God do not love or cherish sin. Psalm 36, verse 2. For in... His own eyes. He flatters himself too much to detect or hate his sin.
1: Sons do gather to the righteous. Amen. Hebrews 10, 25. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. But let us encourage one another. And all the more as the day is approaching. Come on, we got to have our war meetings, y'all. We can't hide back. We've got to plan. How are we going to save the week? How are we going to defend the house? How are we going to war? We can't give up on this.
0: Sons don't slander and they don't hide. In First John 3, do not be like Cain, who belonged to the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own actions were evil and his brothers were righteous. Sons do win. Sons don't lose. Come on. What kind of child are you today? Are you a son of the living God? Or are you just offspring? Are you just offspring? Or are you just a son of Adam? Or are you a son of the living God tonight?
1: Come on. God.
0: Yeah. Then what are we going to do? We will
1: live it. Y'all know what the mission of a son of the living God is? The son of this house? The mission of a son of God is to impose the will of God on earth. We're going to put the kibosh on it. We're subduing it. We're multiplying. We are going to put the God's will on the earth. We are going to imprint it. We are going to force it. Because Lord knows the earth doesn't want to be forced into God's will. But it's our job. We're going to do it well because we are sons of this house and we carry a reputation. Sons don't lose.
0: This is done by the way that we take on the character of our father in the sons that we produce. Come on, you guys know my little rugrats running around. You've seen them all. They have a very clear idea of what is expected of them. What their boundaries are like. Would be... An exaggeration, but not all the way to say under pain of death. And they know whose father, whose sons they are. You can see it when they walk. You are walking around every day in your father's kingdom. It belongs to him. This is his earth. This is his kingdom. This is his land. Did you walk around like you were a son of God on your father's property today? Or did you walk around like a servant, a slave, Someone who is beat down and just trying to survive through the day and keep a decent smile.
1: Come on, that's so important. You can tell so much about somebody by how they're carrying themselves. They walk in somewhere like this. You know, day's not going well. When somebody walks in with their head held high and their shoulders broad, you know who their dad is. Come on. You can see them walking behind them. They've got the confidence that it doesn't matter who's in front. Kings, rivers, mountains. My dad's with me. I am a son of this house. You know what kind of father that man has when you see how he walks. How are you walking tonight? How did you come in here? Because I know I didn't want to come in here acting like a son of God. But I forced my flesh. I imposed the will of God on my body in this earth. Because he is my father and he deserves me to act like it.
0: Sons don't lose. And we're going to war. We're going to war in our own lives. Becoming sons of God. And through the sons that we produce. Turn to Genesis 18.
1: Genesis chapter 18 verses 18 through 19. Let me know when you're there. Say sons don't lose. Come on. Abraham will surely. Somebody say surely. Surely. Become a great and powerful nation. And all nations on earth will be blessed through him. For I have chosen him. Say chosen him.
0: Chosen him. So
1: that he will direct his children and his household after him. To keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. So that the Lord will bring about for Abraham what he has promised him.
0: The call of God rested on Abraham's initiative to raise up his own children. What he would do with the family that God entrusted to him. Right now. You may be feeling like a failure. You may be feeling like your own works have been fruitless. You may have been wandering around on a land that God said would be yours, but you don't see it. But when we are raising up sons of righteousness and we are training the household that God has entrusted to us, victory is on the way. Say victory is on the way. Victory is on the way. Victory is on the way as long as we are producing righteous generations and we don't stop working at it. This is why he was chosen and it is also why you were chosen.
1: The continued plan of God depended on Abraham's son's determination to continue it. You see, it couldn't be done with just Abraham. There had to be some sons that walked like the daddy. Had to be some sons that carried on that house, that name, that reputation. We're going to carry on this house and this name and this reputation. LCM will be known as the church of the living God. Our families in here will be known as the lineage that raised up godly sons, godly daughters. We are going to take the world by storm. We are going to force the enemy back because we're going to do it generation after generation after generation. The enemy can't outlast us. He can't do it. He might make you tired. He might make you want to quit. But he can't outlast you if you keep producing sons. But it takes a good son to produce good sons.
0: The victory promised Abraham was only received with us. Not by himself. Hebrews lays this out very clearly. That what was promised to him, he is receiving in the coming of Messiah and with us in the resurrection of the dead. That promise is inevitable, though. That promise when we are raising up righteous sons, when we are walking like we we're on our father's kingdom, is inevitable. That what he Amen. has spoken, if we pursue in faithfulness and righteousness and we act like the household that we come from, victory is around the corner. Amen. Sons do not lose. Amen. We're going to take a look at the appearance of sons in the word. Let's look at Genesis 35:17. And as she was having great difficulty. Somebody say great difficulty. Great difficulty. Sasha, would you like to comment on this? In childbirth, the midwife said to her, do not be afraid. Somebody say, do not be afraid. afraid. For you have another son. As she breathed her last, for she was dying, she named her son Benoni, but his father named him Benjamin. Do not weep, church. Do not mourn, do not grieve, do not hold your head low, for you have a son. You have a son of the almighty. You have sons in Amen. your hands. You have arrows at your disposal like a warrior. If you have arrows, if you have the son of God, you are a warrior in Christ and you are not failing. Amen. What his father named him means son of the right hand. Is anybody in this room learned to put away your mourning, your weeping and look to that son of the right hand? Yes. What this means is that this is the strength of God. This has something to do with the coming of a kingly nature, of a resurrection of sorts. That even in the midst of death, even in the midst of weeping, when we learn to cling to that right hand and look to our sons, we find life and victory.
1: It's almost like she knew sons don't lose.
0: (laughs) Sons don't lose.
1: Numbers 27, verses 15 through 21. Moses said to the Lord, May the Lord, the God of the spirits of all mankind, appoint a man over this community. To go out and to come in before them. One who will lead them out and bring them in. So the Lord's people will not be like sheep without a shepherd. So the Lord said to Moses, take Joshua, son of Nun. I wonder how that worked. A man in whom the Spirit <laughs> and, uh, is in the Spirit and lay your hand on him. Although Moses couldn't enter the promised land, Joshua could. Do not weep, sons don't lose. Moses was held back. You got a failure in your life that, you know, is holding you back, keeping you from where you're supposed to be. The promise. Have a son. Walk like a son because your sons won't lose. Moses couldn't do it, but Joshua could. Joshua, son of Nun, became a son of the living God.
0: Come on. There are few men in the world like Moses at any point in time. We, the miracles that we saw demonstrate in his life were astounding. They were amazing. I love Moses. But Moses would have been a failure without sons. But you're not a failure. Not when you have sons. Our failure is no longer fatal when we have sons. When we behave like sons. When we raise up sons. It doesn't matter what dead stop you feel like you've come to. It doesn't matter how difficult the task seems at hand. When we are raising up a righteous generation to come after us. That spirit of the same living God comes on to them. We have victory. Nothing in your failure is fatal. Right now, if we stand... And we are driving after sons of God. We are a good representation of it to our children, to Amen. the men and women around us. And we are raising up sons like Joshua, like the priesthood. Do you want to raise up a Joshua in your life? Yes. Do you want yes. to be a Joshua in your life? Yes. Then your failure will not be fatal. Amen.
1: Come on, church. Sons don't lose. Yeah. That's right.
0: What about another prophet that I love? How about first Kings 19? Oh, yeah. Take a look at the 15th verse. No, we don't. Come on now. You guys know the context of 1 Kings 19. We're going to pick up in the 15th verse. The Lord said to him, go back the way you came and go to the desert of Damascus. Any of you looking to go back into the desert? Man, I feel like I've been in the desert for a couple (laughs) weeks. I've been just trying to get out of it. Oh, yeah. The Lord said, go back the way you came to the desert of Damascus. I've never been to Damascus, but I have been to Iraq. It's unpleasant. (laughs) When you get there, anoint Hazel, king over Aram. Also anoint Jehu, son of Nishim, king of Israel. And also anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat, from Abel and Mehala, to succeed you as prophet. Jehu will put to death any who escape the sword of Hazel. And Elisha will put to death any who escape the sword of Jehu. Yet I reserve 7,000 in Israel, all whose knees have not... Out the need to Baal. and all whose mouths have not kissed him, not weep. Sons don't lose. Sons Say it don't with me: lose. Sons don't lose. Sons you are not alone when you have sons. Amen. You are never by yourself. You are never off on your own when you have sons, and you're raising up mighty men. Not an enemy will escape. The things Amen. that you thought you couldn't complete in your life will be completed through the generations. See, David died with a lot of loose ends, with a lot of enemies left on the table. The kingdom was not as firmly as established as you would have hoped. But with his son, those enemies were cut off Amen. with the help of Benaiah. The things that you want to succeed in in your life, that you're laying the groundwork for, they will be completed with your sons. When you feel like you're alone, when you feel like you're unable to complete a task, it's too great. We have got to turn our perspective. Take it away from your own fulfillment, your own life, and your own glory. What are you building for the future? Am I a representation for somebody to follow? Can I stand in this circumstance and be like my father? Whether or not you see instant success is not at all what, what we consider success. In the kingdom, it is, how did I represent the Lord? Did I live like a son today? Yes, that was difficult. No, I would not like to do it again, but I will if I need to. Because I'm a son of the living God. This Amen. is his kingdom. Sons I'm going to act lose. like it. I'm going to take his ground. I'm going to live like it. Yeah. When we live like sons, sons will follow. And then it doesn't matter how many enemies are there. Even when you feel like the prophet Elijah, there are men who will take your place and take it further. Amen. You're never alone when you have sons because they don't lose.
1: I, I don't want to move on from that just yet. Uh, my dad always said, son, you'll never see a Saudi Arabian prince dumpster diving because he knows who he is. Church, how much do we get into in a day that's just dumpster diving when you're a prince? When you have everything available from the heavens to you, and yet you still choose to eat trash. I know I have. I know I've been a dog that returned to my vomit. No more. It's the enemy's plan is to bring you down to that dog-like state. Yeah. But we are sons of a house that does not lose. Amen. We are sons of a house that does not lose. We've got a reputation. We've got a body of works to carry because we are sons of the Most High. We are sons of this house. Turn with me to Psalm 80, verses
0: 14 through 18. Amen. Come on. You with us, Cody? I'm there,
1: bro. Oh, yeah.
0: Moshe Issachar sitting over there next to you.
1: Jew is coming.
0: <laughs>
1: Return to us, O God Almighty. Look down from heaven and see. Watch over this vine, the root your right hand has planted. The sun you have raised up, everybody say raised up. Raised up. For yourself. The son he raised up for himself. Come on, guys. The Lord raised up a son for himself and we're supposed to be like him. The Lord himself did it. He planted him. He nurtured him. He grew that vine and we are a part of it. John 15 teaches us we're the branches to this vine that he planted. He has been cultivating us to be sons, to walk like sons, to talk like sons, to win like sons. Sons don't lose.
0: Come on now. There's a little more to this verse. Your vine is cut down. It is burned with fire. At your rebuke, your people perish. I felt that a few times. Let your hand rest on the man at your right hand. The son of man you have raised up for yourself. Then we will not turn away from you. Revive us and we will call on your name. See, we don't really begin to understand the revelation of our father, of what it means to be a son of the living God until you need him. It's in the fire that we realize how much we need Him to revive us. How much we need Him to lead us. It teaches us to turn to Him and be like Him. When everything is going exactly as we want, we don't notice how much we live in our own kingdom. But we're going to become sons of this house. Sons don't lose, Mm. and we're not going to lose today. We're not going to lose tomorrow. And we're not going to lose in the generations to come. His son is also coming too. The son of the right hand.
1: Mm. Let's go to Matthew chapter 3, verses 16 through 17. Oh, yeah. It just makes me happy to hear that. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. And at that moment, heaven was opened. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son, whom I love, and with him I am well pleased. This is the one we were speaking of earlier. We've been talking about it in verse after verse, all the way back to Genesis. This is the one, the son of the right hand, the lion, and this son never lost. Come on. Sons don't lose.
0: Come on, go one more chapter over for me. Go to Matthew four, verse seventeen. From that time on, Jesus began to preach, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net in the lake, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. Come on, we need to think about the context here. Matthew 3, we have the affirmation of his father. In between Matthew 3 and Matthew 4, we have the testing in the desert. We have the contestation of the devil. And what does he do? He comes out preaching. He has the affirmation of his father. He also has the contestation of the devil. And he takes both his affirmation that it's time to start preaching. That it's time to start start telling the world that they need to repent. And he goes and he finds sons. He takes men who were fishermen. Who worked with their hands for a living. And he made them fishers of men. What are you going to do with the affirmation your father is giving you tonight? Yes. And the roundabout affirmation that the devil's giving you. (laughs) See, you you know you're doing something right when it's resisted. You at least are making some kind of progress. It must be important. Go raise up sons. Go preach the kingdom. Go preach repentance to a lost world because it's your father's kingdom already. You're proclaiming the king's news on his land to his subjects, whether they know it or not. We are that ambassador. We are the emissary to the paralysis of the king of kings. He's coming. And he's coming like a lion, not like a lamb anymore. We must walk like sons who are sons of the lion and lay down our lives like lambs.
1: Yes, Come on, church. Say this with me. Bring Bring it on. Sons don't lose. Turn with me to John chapter 1, verses 12 through 13. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become sons of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. Of course, this happens through natural descent, but there is no limit to the victory that can come through discipleship and sonship. Come on, y'all in here, you don't have a son. So you've gotten awkward in the message like, well, I don't have one. So what am I supposed to do? We talked about this with Joshua earlier. There is no limit to what sonship is in your life. It's your disciples. It's your natural progenitory. It's going to be victory from those that shouldn't have been your sons, but you taught them Torah and victory in your natural children because sons of God don't lose. Don't weep, y'all. Sons of God don't lose.
0: Come on. While you turn to Acts 2, think about this. The body of Christ is made up of many parts. Some of you may be a father to someone else in this room, naturally or spiritually. Some of you may be an uncle, some of you may be a brother, some of you may be a grandfather or a relative, but every one of you in the body of Christ have the opportunity to invest in an arrow in this room. Amen. You see, just because time in the past hasn't gone the way that you had hoped or you wasted years or because you're young and you desperately want to show the world what you can prove. It really doesn't matter what you can do right now is invest in the body of Christ. Whether you're an uncle, you're a direct father, you're a brother in arms, you have the ability to help further arrows and thereby participate in fatherhood Amen. and in sons. Is there somebody in this room that you can pour into? Is there somebody in this room you can lock arms with? Yes. Then every one of you can take hold of arrows and be a warrior. Amen.
1: Acts chapter 2, verses 38 through 43. Sons don't lose. No, they don't. Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you, your children, and all who are far off, well, amen. For all whom the Lord God will call. With many other words, he warned them, and he pleaded with them, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. They devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to fellowship and to breaking of bread and to prayer. They and their children devoted themselves to this house. This promise, this gift, this house was for you and them. This is a decision that affects your whole family. It did on Pentecost. It wasn't just for them the father the husband the head of the household devoted himself to the apostle's teaching and that meant that his whole family was devoted this promise in this house is for your whole family
0: come on now discipleship's not just for you it's for your wife it's for your children it's for every member of your household this promise is for you and all who are far off so you're not called to be discipled here so that your parent, your children or your wife can go off in some other direction Your house is called to this house because this is where you were born. You are a son of this place. And that means you and your descendants and all who are far off are going to receive the same promise. The king of kings is raising up arrows who will complete generational work. This is not a one generation show. You don't have a call and then your children are going to go off and do something else. They're just going to be a secular employee somewhere, a doctor or a lawyer who has no relation to what you founded. If you are called to be a pillar in the house of God, your children will strengthen churches. Make no mistake about it. If you replicate the Christ in your life and you represent the house well, that is the mission for their life. God will make it blossom. He will take it further. He will do beautiful things with it. But you cannot complete your calling on your own. You don't have two different callings. Your children don't have a different calling. Your calling is one and the same because the Bible has always been about generational ministry from the very beginning. Are you called to the faith of Abraham? Yes. Yes. Then sons don't lose. Amen. First Corinthians four, sixteenth verse. Turn there with me. Our victory is coming through those sons.
1: Yeah, victory. They're not going
0: to lose. There, Timo. You with us today, Michael? Yeah. Therefore I urge you to imitate me. For this reason I am sending you Timothy my son whom I love, who is faithful in the Lord. He will remind you of my way of life in Christ Jesus, which agrees with what I teach everywhere and every church.
1: Timothy was a, son, a true son who knew the house from which he came.
0: Come on now. Do you represent your house? Do you represent the Lord? In a way where you could be sent to go remind others, other sons and daughters of what they're supposed to be acting like. See, this is not an admonition for fivefold ministry only. In whatever station in life you are called to. Whether you're single, whether you're married, whether you have children or your children are grown and out of the house. You're the son that God loves. You're the son that this ministry loves. You are Timothy. The weight of the nations is placed on you, but it looks exactly like Abraham, that you would raise up your household righteously, that you would produce sons who do not give up. Somebody in this room, let a little Holy Ghost defiance into you again. Yeah. Come on. We felt it during worship. We started talking about it from the beginning. Those things that are causing you to want to quit. Those things that are causing you to be apathetic, that have been leading you astray, and you've just been using as something to dole down the white noise, to make you feel better. Let it rise up inside yes. of you now. Your sons are the living God. And just like Timothy, he loves you. This ministry loves you. You have the affirmation of your father, just like Jesus did in Matthew 3. And in Matthew 4, you will have the adversity that is from the accuser. Yeah. But what are you going to do, saints? We're going to come out and preach repentance. We're going to yes. raise up sons and daughters and we're going to see our father's kingdom transformed yes. tonight. Amen.
1: You guys turn with me to Revelation chapter 5 verses 4 through 5. Sons don't lose. don't lose. Sons don't lose. Rest of y'all there with us. Then one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. (laughs) Why? There's a scroll that can't be opened. No one in heaven can open the scroll. Why should I not weep? There's no salvation for the earth. We have not brought about what you promised. No one can open it. Why shouldn't I weep? It's a good reason we got elders.
0: (laughs) Amen for elders.
1: See, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, he has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. When we choose to stand in the house we are called to and act accordingly, we have the lion-like spirit of God. Do not weep. There is someone who can open the seals. Do not weep. We are a son of God. We have that lion-like spirit. There is nothing that is impossible for us. No height that is too high. No depth that is too low for us to rescue. We have the son of God inside of us. We are part of his house.
0: Come on, we're not going to weep in this room. Chris Rehazora, we're not going to weep. The son of David is here for you. That lion of God is here for you. Carlos, you're not going to weep. We're going to rejoice together in victory because you're a son of the almighty father. His victory is here for this room. Our father is here. He is our deliverance. It is not about you. It is about sonship. It's about being a son of the living God and the sons that we are producing. Sons don't lose. We are not going to yield to this enemy. We're not doing it today. We're not doing it tomorrow. Too many days we've allowed ourselves to be beat up and give a half-hearted effort to what we're called to. No longer. Let some fire raise up inside of you now. Yes. If you're a son of the living God, do you want to do something with it tonight? Yes. Do you have something in mind that you're going to do with it tomorrow? With your next meeting, the next person that you talk to? Come out of that desert, saints. Preach repentance and raise up sons. Turn with me to Luke chapter 6,
1: verses 35 through 36. But love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great. Say great. Great. And you will be sons of the Most High. Because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful just as your father is merciful. We must go and be what our father taught us to be. What are you doing in your life that is not befitting of a son of this house? Where are you returning to that vomit? Where are you dumpster diving? I know where I have been. I know where I'm letting myself do it. But no more. I am a son. I do not have to sink to this depth. I am above this because I am a son of the Most High. Amen. What are you not doing that is required of a son of this house? In this house, there's responsibilities. There's duties. you got to defend it. you got to go to war. There's things to be done. What are you slacking off on that a son should not slack off on? The reward is great for true sons. We can do this because sons don't lose. We are going to go out and we are going to do what sons do. We are not going to dive into the depths that that sons shouldn't because sons don't lose. Come on, say it with me. Sons don't lose. We're going to do this.
0: We have no intention of dragging out a long theological discussion. What we want is for you to be sons of the living God who don't lose. The Bible says life and death before us, like two options that we are completely free to decide what we want to do with. All of you in this room are called to be sons of the living God. And I believe that many of you will stand and be sons of the living God, but not every one of you will. That's just the truth. Sitting in this room now, right now with my family, with a house that we grew up in, some of you will choose to live like sons and some of you won't. Yeah. I'm begging you. I'm imploring you. Choose to live like a son right now. Whatever it is that's between you and that righteous sonship, the inheritance that is to come, it's time to get rid of it. You can't hold on to apathy. You can't hold on to things that have been an idol in your life that rival your desire to complete the will of God. Whether that's your previous experience, what you feel like makes you great and you have nothing else, whether that's your past sin that you're having trouble letting go of the guilt and you just can't move on and it keeps haunting you. You're a son. Sons are not defined by the past mistakes that you've made. That's right. You're a son. You're not defined by your previous secular experience or fruitless years in ministry. You're defined by what you do in the presence of the living God right now. Deuteronomy 29, 29 tells us that there are secret things that are in the heavens that belong to God. But when they are received by us, they're an inheritance for us and our children forever. Do you want an inheritance for your children? Yes. If you want to bear fruit, fruit that lasts, just like Paul, you will have to raise up sons who continue after you're gone. Because there is no point in changing the world if it doesn't continue. But when we raise up righteous sons, we have no fear, no reason to have concern when we lay down our lives because we know that it will be continued. In Isaiah 59, there's a promise made to the man who speaks on behalf of the Lord, who is filled with his spirit, that that same spirit will not depart from his children's children. In this room, we have a decision to make. What kind of spirit do you want to be filled with? I say we be filled with a spirit of power, a spirit of self-discipline, A spirit that is that lion of God coming out because sons don't lose.
1: Come on, church. It is your birthright to have your hands on the neck of your enemy. It is your birthright to win. What could be worth giving up your birthright to always win? There's nothing that's worth that. Sons don't lose. We're going to do it. It's our birthright.
0: Matthew 10, verse 26 is our last scripture for you. So do not be afraid of them. There is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the roofs. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet none of them will fall to the ground apart from the will of your Father. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You're worth more than many sparrows. I want to tell you tonight that each of you have been purchased with a cost. That the land that you're standing on has been purchased with a cost. And you are worth far more than many sparrows. Not one of you is of little account in the Lord's eyes. You're a son of his. One whom he wishes to live like a son. We have a decision to make now. Are you going to go proclaim it from the rooftops? Is your light, your deeds going to shine before men in a way that testify and confirm that you're a son? Or Are you going to continue living in the shadows and have him be ashamed of you on that day? See, no father wants to have a son deny them. Think about the boys that are in your arms, the daughters that you've raised. How does that feel when they deny you? See, he will burn you. If you spend your life denying him through your actions and your deeds. And because you're his son, because you're his daughter right now, he is looking to help you. He's looking Amen. to strengthen you. What is required from a son or daughter is to reach out and say, daddy, I need you. Yes. Don't leave me here. I don't want to be here anymore. Lord, I want to live like you have called me to be. I can't stay in this state anymore. Yes. Jesus, I want to walk out tomorrow and be proud at the end of the day that I did what you asked me to do. Lord, I'm sick of giving in to my own desires. I'm sick of giving in to adversity. Lord, I want to win. I defy you, devil. I'm a son of the living
1: God.
0: If you want to live like a son tonight and there's some Holy Ghost defiance in you that says I'm done giving in to you, devil. I'm done giving in to you, slanderer. Stand on your feet. Gabriel is going to pray. I want to ask you that if you go down to the altar, you do it because you want to take a new step. Maybe you have been born again a long time, but too much of your life has not been like a son. Most of your day has not been walking like the kingdom that you're walking in belongs to your father. If you come up only with the absolute Decision that you're going to live differently tomorrow. The pastors and elders will lay hands on you. What we are looking for is a house of the righteous. Yes. Not an emotional bunch who feel better after crying at the altar. If you want to live like a son, if you want to live like a daughter and you have not been, then respond with the intention of fulfilling your vows before the Lord because He will hold us accountable. Pray.
1: Mighty God. We are without excuse. You have revealed yourself to us as a father. Lord, we want to respond as sons. Lord, open our hearts. Lord, circumcise them again, Lord, that we would be soft to you. Lord, that we would reach out to you as a son does to a father once more. Lord, that we would walk as sons once more. Forgive us, mighty God, for forgetting who we are. Lord, let us remember. Let us remember Let your spirit of sonship fill us again, Jesus. We need you.